When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. John guy? Uh, you know what? I saw him in concert. Oh, man, it must have been 10 or 12 years ago down at Fort Myers. He was at Jermaine Arena. I went wow. with a, a couple teammates and had a good show. Yeah, he's, um, I mean, it, it's, the, the, this is, he, he's the, I mean, he might be the GOAT. I mean, he might be the GOAT of, of the GOATs. I mean, he's at XL Energy Center last night. He's there again tonight. And I started thinking about it, man, like 50-some-odd years of performing where, granted, he doesn't sound as sharp and spry and clear now as he did, say, 20, 30 years ago. But to, to be whatever age he is, late 70s or whatever, early 80s, and still performing in front of tens of thousands of people, man, I got major props for you with that, right? Yeah, he's amazing. We, we actually got the chance to meet him. And I remember after we walked out, I was thinking to myself that I think that he's as famous as any single person in the entire world. Right. Um, you know, and it kind of struck me like you don't get an opportunity to meet people like that. And, and we're, you know, internationally known. I, I you wow. know, there's, there's, there's a, a next level of notoriety. And I think he's, you know, like I said, I think he, he probably is as famous as any single person in the entire world, which is, is, Incredible, but yeah, what a career and, and uh, some really good music. Right, and and I'm older than you, Perk, but I mean, like you say that, and I think back in the day, you know, like 70s or 80s for me, and then you got like, uh, with, with what you just said about Elton John, uh, Pele would be one, uh, Muhammad Ali would be another, Michael Jordan, uh, of course, mm-hmm. Babe Ruth way back in the day. Uh, what What about like... What about like Derek Jeter? You think you think Derek Jeter had worldly prominence, or each each row might have had more worldly prominence than him? Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not sure about Jeter. You know, I, I I agree with you on Jordan and and you know Pele, Muhammad Ali, those guys. I think maybe another one, probably now like LeBron James. Mm-hmm. You just think about it. If you go, you know, where where could Elton John go that somebody wouldn't be like that's Elton John, right? And I, you know, I mean, any country, any any continent, I, I think he's he's probably, 
he's probably going to be recognized. And uh, there's there's a very small number of people that, that fit in that class, and he's definitely one of them. Main man Glenn Perkins, uh, Bally Sports North, at Glenn Perkins via Twitter. Uh, 12 seasons with the Minnesota Twins, 120 saves. Had uh, such a wonderful, accomplished career. Even even when you look back, um, you know, I know, I know, I know the uh, the hitting piece didn't exactly go the right way, but when I, when I was looking at, like, your uh, lifetime stats and game logs and everything this morning, uh, do you remember those four at-bats, 08 and 09? Crazy. I do. Um, I remember my first one. So I didn't even hit in high school. Um, and we had a DH, so I, I was I was a non-athlete enough that that I got I got batted for in high school. And hmm. typically, your pitcher in high school is your your shortstop, and then they bat third, and then they pitch. And, yeah. and uh, all I did all I did was pitch. So I didn't hit in high school, and I'm, I, I remember I was in. It was in Milwaukee. The first guy I faced was Jeff Supan, who <laughs> threw like 87 miles an hour. Wow. And I remember he let go of the ball. It was the first pitch I had seen. And, I mean, it had to be 10, 12 years. And it looked like it was going to hit the ground, and then it leveled off, like planed off and came in. And I'm like, there is zero chance that I'm going to be able to make contact. And this guy's only throwing like mid-80s. <sighs> I swung one time at a changeup. I was so far out front. I followed it off. <laughs> I think he ended up striking me out. Uh, I know I never got on base. I got a sack run down in that game. And then the other two guys that I got to face, I faced Adam Wainwright in St. Louis. And this would have been an O. That would have been an 09. So yeah. in 08, I faced Greg Maddox out in San Diego. Ah. And he threw me a sinker he was famous for that sinker that he would start off the plate and then it would break back over the plate and i had two strikes against me and he throws me this pitch and i like recoiled like because i thought it was going to hit me in the back (laughs) and i'm so i'm kind of like wincing and like standing there facing like the catcher and the umpire and i see the umpire ring me up like punches me out (laughs) and i asked him said where was that and he goes it was right down the middle son (laughs) i just walked away you you thought it was going to bust in there and bend in there and hit you in the back right I thought I was getting hit square in the back, uh, Glenn, and it was right down the middle. Glenn, I can't, uh, I, I can't remember the year, but but what what led to you starting twenty six games? Uh, well, so I was a starter all the way through the minor leagues. When I got drafted in '04, I started all the way up. I came up in '06 at the end of the season when when Francisco Liriano got hurt uh, before in September. He re hurt his elbow. Um, I got called up. And I pitched out of the bullpen and actually made my only appearance in the playoffs in 2006. Then 2007, I was in the bullpen again. Um, and, and then hurt. I got hurt. I tore my lat in 2007, so I missed 100 games. 2008, I got put back in the rotation. So I was down in the minor leagues for like a month or so and uh, was a starter again. And then I came up, started all of 08, and then started in 09 and had shoulder issues. And that's when I got put back in the bullpen. So 2010, I think I actually came up in August of 2010, made one start. And then there, I, I remember having a conversation with him. I was like, I don't think this is for me. We should probably put me in the bullpen. Mm. Um, and then that was it. So I pitched in the bullpen in 2010. And then 2011, made the team out of spring training. And then ended up having a, a good couple of years until uh, health issues cropped up again. But, um, yeah, it's weird. Like, I kind of had two careers uh separated by a by a stint of injuries in minor leagues but um definitely liked coming to the field every day as a reliever more than I did um being a starter a starter is a grind man that's a it's a tough way to go and uh 
I have a, a lot of respect and appreciation for guys that, that can manage to do that over the course of time because it, it takes such a toll on your body. I wasn't able to hold up. Three-time All-Star also. And uh, with, with with Carlos Correa being the A topic, but uh, the, the perfect segue off pitching goes to Sonny Gray. I mean, it, it, Sonny Gray back with the athletics, man, I mean, there was a patch where he was just unbelievable. The, the Sonny Gray that we have in our starting rotation, what do you think? I think he's a good pitcher. He's a really good guy. I got a chance to meet him at the All-Star game. I believe it was in Cincinnati. That would have been 2015. He was an All-Star uh, when he was with the A's. And um, he's a he's a great guy. He's a good pitcher. I, I think they needed somebody to replace Jose Barrios. And I don't know if he's going to be quite that, but he's a pretty good pitcher. Like, he's... He's a guy that's going to give you the starts. He's going to give you the innings. He's pretty consistent. I, you know, I don't think he's going to go out and throw a shutout and, and, and punch 15 guys out, but he's a guy that you can hand the ball to every day you know, for the course of the season and, 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 and give you quality. I think that they're going to have an opportunity to win a lot of the games he pitches, and they, they really needed a, a guy to kind of go in front of Joe Ryan and Bailey Ober um, that has, you know, some, some tread on him and, and has some time in the big leagues, a guy that can lead that pitching staff. I think he's that guy by default. He'll probably start opening day yeah. by default. And, and you know, I, I think the expectations of him will be that he's going to make every start. He's going to give the team a chance to win. He's going to do a pretty good job. I, I, I don't. He's not going to contend for a Cy Young or anything like that, but he's a pretty darn good major league pitcher. It is Glenn uh, and any under the radar guys you think can jump up and open some eyes? I mean, specifically with like pitching, where it's like, okay, we knew you were decent and then you were kind of good, but now you've gone from like kind of good to always good and occasionally really, really good. Yeah, you know, I, I I don't know. I don't think they have anybody on their on their roster in their organization, I and mean, they have some prospects. But the hardest part about I think predicting what's going to happen this season is still some of the hangover effects from 2020 with that shortened season, and then you know minor league guys not getting the development, and and then last year being a being a year where there was a lot of beginning jumps. I'm hoping that te- that teams and guys and the, and the, the pitchers that the Twins have are going to be able to stay healthy. I think that's my my biggest worry is that. They're going to need eight, nine, ten guys to to start the games this year. You got to find fifteen hundred innings somewhere. Mm. I don't think they have it right now, but uh, you know, I, I, I love I love Bailey Ober. I think I'm probably higher on him, maybe even than the Twins are. I, I'm very excited about what he can do. So hopefully, he's a guy that that can give them some innings. I think he could be a surprise this year. He did a pretty darn good job getting his feet wet last year and held it together throughout the entire season. So I, I think. For me, if there is a breakout guy in the organization on the team, it would it would be him for me, and we'll see what happens. I, I like Joe Ryan as well, but man, the stature, the size of him, and, and then the fact that he throws so many fastballs, we'll see how that plays when he sees a team multiple times. When when there's more video on him, all those things. But Bailey Ober for me is a guy I think that could make another take another step forward. What did you think of the uh, Carlos Correa signing? I was blown away. Me I mean, you, you wake up, you go to bed, and then you wake up the next morning, and I see all this on my Twitter feed of Carlos Correa. I'm like, this can't, this couldn't possibly have happened. I had just talked to people the day before about what you know they had traded Donaldson. It's like they're clearly making room for somebody, and if they're going to trade away Josh Donaldson and get that salary back, they have to spend it somewhere. And I, I mean, it was I, I had forgotten that Carlos Correa was a free agent because I thought there was no chance they were going to sign him. So it, it's so out of character for 
for the Twins organization and, and really any Minnesota sport. I mean, what, this, this is probably what, like, like when the Twin or when the Vikings brought in Brett Favre was probably the most comparable thing, right? Yeah, I mean, it, correct. I mean, Brett Favre. When we were talking about, you know, like Elton John and and Pele and Muhammad Ali and Michael Jordan and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, Brett Favre. I ain't saying in in Beijing or. Uh, you know, or in Chantilly in France, they talk about Brett Favre. But I mean, that was such an iconic name worldwide. You think you you, you think Correa's to like that level, or just financially? I just think just bringing in a guy, um, you know, with that kind of uh, hoopla around him, yeah. paying a guy. I mean, the, the Twins don't pay guys thirty five million dollars a year. Right. That's just that's never happened, and and. You know, I, I don't think even he thought he was going to end up in Minnesota until it happened. So, um, it, you know, I was I was shocked. I, I think it's a it's a great move. But I had said not long after they signed him on Twitter that that you know when, when you're when you're paying a guy like that, when you're bringing a guy in like that, you you have to do more. They have to they have they're they're winning this year. They're trying to win this year. If if everything works out with this contract. He's either re-signing with the Twins after the, after this season, or he's leaving. Uh, he's gonna opt out. It, it's it's the kind of deal where you you as a player you're gonna sign that. Hopefully you have a really good season, then you can opt out and go get more money somewhere else or from the same team. I don't think he's planning on just opting into every year and playing for three years and then going elsewhere. I, so if that's the case, the Twins have to look at it from the perspective that they're all in this year. So. That means to me that there needs to be a, a, a more additions to the pitching staff because I don't think this pitching staff is in line with what 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 their vision is of of this season. So I'd like to see them do more. But bringing in a guy like that, man, what what a what a boost to that locker room. I can imagine all of those guys waking up in, in the morning down in Fort Myers and, and seeing that they just brought in Carlos Gray. Like holy crap! Like it's go time now. Uh, Glenn Perkins, one of the great uh, relief pitchers in uh, Minnesota Twins history, is on the 9 to Noon Show. It's 1010. Good morning. And with Correa, how about this, Perk? Gary Sanchez, Carlos Correa, and Ori Polanco, Byron Buxton. I mean, that that's some that's some middle potency. I mean, that is phenomenal. Yeah, and and, and when you're uh... – when you're a pitcher and you have those kind of guys behind you, now Jorge was a was a he was serviceable at short. I thought he was really good last year at second base. Obviously, everybody's seen what Byron Buxton can do. So having those guys behind you, uh, Carlos Correa, Platinum Glove winner last year, and, and those things, those awards, a, a Platinum Glove means more to me now than it did maybe 15 years ago when a guy like Derek Jeter was winning Gold Gloves. He wasn't a good shortstop, but he was the best hitter, the most famous guy at that position, so they would get the Gold Glove. Carlos Correa is a legit, he's the best shortstop in baseball. He's the all around the best fielder. He's the best hitter. He's far and away in a class by himself. To have guys like that behind you, Byron Buxton, signed for seven years knowing that he's going to be out there, is a huge boost to the confidence of the pitching staff, but the, 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 where he's going to fit into this lineup. I mean, it, it's, it's a huge move. Like this is a, this is the kind of thing. And I think your, your buddy Gleeman would know more about projections, but I, I want to say the twins were projected from anywhere from like 80 to 84 wins this year. He's going to, he's going to put the twins in that 90 win class, upper eighties, 90 win class all by himself, mm. just with the defense and, and, and where he's going to fit into that lineup. I mean, it, it, you, you go from, yeah, if things go right, they might, you know, be able to sneak in the playoffs, or maybe the the White Sox break down and and the Twins can win the division too. This is a two horse race now. I, I think the Tigers are still a year or two away. 
the the Guardians aren't even trying, and and, and the Royals aren't really trying. So it's a it's a two team race, and I think bringing in a guy like that, if he has the kind of year that he's had, uh, this team has a chance to be really good. And I, I'm excited to watch him play in a Twins uniform. He's killed Twins pitching, which over the last five, six, seven years isn't saying much, but he but he's come here and he's performed. So to have him in our lineup, it's going to be an exciting summer at Target Field. Any four Myers run for you this year, or are you staying back in the cornfields? I am staying here. I'm actually, on Monday, we're leaving for Santa Barbara for a week for spring break. So oh, Very cool. I will uh, be happy to get out of this weather. I don't know what the heck. I feel like two days ago it was 65, and, and I woke up this morning to drive up to the studio, and it was uh, 30 degrees and snowing. So. Yeah. I don't I, love it here. And having, having lived in California 16 years and, and driven through Santa Barbara, I've like never stopped in Santa Barbara. Well, you know where I know they got the gauchos, but like, what do you do in Santa Barbara? That's fun. Uh, get out of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you on that. No, you know what? It's such a cool, it's such a cool city. It's like, uh, I, I've never been to the Mediterranean, but I think it's the closest thing. Uh, in, in America to the Mediterranean. It, it's, it's got a lot, it's got a sweet Spanish vibe. There's really good food. The weather's always nice. The ocean is right there. You, you can't, you can't beat it. We were there in November. Yeah. My wife's been there a couple times and, and, uh, it's a great place to go, especially when the weather hasn't quite turned yet here in Minnesota. Uh, Glenn, uh, in closing, thanks for the nice words on the hockey call. Uh, the fellowship man, super cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was awesome listening to you. I, I love your enthusiasm. You, you called it like a football game, which was super cool. Like, I, I love listening to Bob Kurtz, and there will never be another Bob Kurtz. But, but kind of the, 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 the difference, the, 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 the way that you called the game differently, it, it was refreshing. It was, uh, I was excited. I was amped up just listening to the game. So uh, thank you. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night as well. Yeah, likewise for, uh, likewise for me. Thank you very much, ma'am. Thanks for joining 9 to Noon, and we'll catch up soon, all right? Sounds good, bud. Yep, see you. Glenn Perkins, uh, one of the great relief pitchers in the history of Twinigmatics baseball, at Glenn Perkins via Twitter. Uh, speaking of football, speaking of Vikings games, Zadarius Smith, Zadarius, he's on the Minnesota Vikings, and it all came to conclusion yesterday, bookending as a 3-4 pass rusher with 99 problems. Uh, Zadarius spoke to the assembled media yesterday, and uh, we're going to uh, play back that and uh, react to it and offer up some Zadarius Smith thought. When 9 to Noon continues, it's kick. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. No more of your darkness. Zadarius Smith is the name, and sacking quarterbacks is the game. 
I was doing uh, some pick six related work with uh, Tatum Everett and Hobie RT yesterday at Twin Cities Orthopedics Performance Center, and um, and I didn't get a chance to meet and or talk to uh, Zadarius Smith, but I saw him walking around the hallways and just a physically imposing, impressive young man. Not um, he's he's not as tall as Daniel, at least from afar, he doesn't seem to be, and he he you know he doesn't have this big wide body or like like just think Anthony Barge, just how long Anthony's arms are and and just how thick Anthony is up top. Now, Zadarius, man, he's cut. I mean, he is cut. Think what of Adrian Peterson's arms, if you can remember those, or like some superhero where it looks like uh, with the elasticity or bands around the uh, the muscles, they just bulge out. Very, very strong-looking man, and he uh, hopefully will stay healthy and uh, help the Minnesota Vikings with their uh, 3-4 defense and defense overall, being familiar with uh, several facets, including a couple of coaches on the uh, defensive staff, maybe most notably Mike Smith, the outside linebackers coach and the pass rush coordinator. Uh, Zadarius Smith chatted with the media yesterday, and uh, it all started like this. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, just want to say I'm happy to be here, to be a Minnesota Viking. Um, I want to thank the coaching staff and everybody upstairs, the GM, um, from the owner, for blessing me with this opportunity. And, and I'm just happy. And our first thing is to work on winning the North. You know, um, I'm going to come in and do everything that I need to do to help this team to improve and, and be a better football team. Any questions? Zedarius, with your cold day visit here, what sold you on wanting to be a Minnesota Viking? Uh, just the team. Uh, coming into the building, it just felt like family. You know, I, I already have two coaches here, uh, Mike and Patton, and uh, it, it just felt like home to me. Walking in uh, the cafeteria, the people in the cafeteria, uh, from the GM himself, uh, the head coach, just everybody. They, they came in with open arms, and I love it, man, and that's what made me uh, go with the Minnesota Vikings. You talked about the coaches you know. How do you fit yes, into sir. the 3-4 uh, scheme? Do you think it fits into you ideally? And, uh, yes, sir. Um, I feel like that scheme is something similar to what we have ran in uh, Green Bay. Uh, but to have the opportunity to come in and play either position, you know, I'm dominant and versatile. So I could play anywhere they want me to. So I'm just happy to be here, man, and, and just to be a Minnesota Viking. What's been the, the key to your pass rush success in terms of the skill set that you have? Pass rush? Uh, I feel like just studying. Um, to be great at this, you got to study. Uh, a lot of people feel like they don't have to, but just watching film over and over at night you know, on the guys who I'm facing um, and also just knowing the protection of certain calls of whether a center may slide or if I may get a man side or a zone side, it helps. So just to be able to know that, that's what makes me so dominant now as a pass rusher. And also having a coach like Coach Mike Smith. Yeah. How familiar were you uh, with Daniil Hunter before this? And, and what's your excitement level to play with him? Daniil, great guy, man. Um, you know, we came out together in 2015 in the draft. Um, so going through the combine and everything, I got a chance to sit down with him. Uh, he was an LSU guy, so we always joke back and forth how they beat us when I was with Kentucky. So um, just knowing him and uh, going into the Pro Bowl 2019, I got a chance to sit down with him and talk to him 
And he was like, man, you never know, Z. We may uh, end up on the same team. And it's crazy that I'm saying this, but he really said that. And he actually signed a jersey. And it has that on the jersey from 2019. So, yeah, big big shout out to Daniel Hunter, man. Happy to be here to get a chance to play with him. There is the same like you were set on going back to Baltimore. What changed? Uh, you know what? I love Baltimore. I want to thank Baltimore for giving me the opportunity when they drafted me. But, you know, things didn't work out. And uh, in my heart, I just wanted to be somewhere where I knew the coaching staff. And, you know, I didn't have to go that far three hours down the road. Um, just being here is, is exciting, man. And, and I'm just ready to elevate and better my game. You uh, tweeted meet at the quarterback. Was that kind of a nod to the oh, yeah. players? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got a chance yesterday to go to the museum, and they was just telling me a lot of things about a lot of history here. And uh, they was like, these four guys right here uh, was in the Pro Bowl at the same time. I was like, no way. And they said purple people eaters. And I was like, okay, meet at the quarterback. That's some slogan that we can keep going here and hopefully be going for the next couple of years. Zerius, what was last season like for you just battling back that that injury and trying to get ready for the playoffs? Uh, it was hard. Um, coming into that season, I, I kind of felt something when I was in the weight room, and uh, it was my lower back. So what I did was I went and did an MRI, and they was like, you know, it's a bulging disc. You know, a lot of people have it. You know, a lot of athletes have bulging discs. So what they said with my bulging disc was it, it was a little bit bigger than normal. You know, so what I did was went to L.A., got it done with my doctor, man, one of the best doctors uh, out there, um, completed the surgery. I don't know too many people coming back from back surgery, but I came back in four months, um, got a chance to practice for three weeks before that playoff game. And as you can see, I'm healthy as ever. Just did my physical, man. Everything's clear. So excited, man. Back is good. Yeah. Z, Z, after having double-digit sacks in 2019, 2020, and then, of course, missing last year, just how hungry are you going into this season to maybe prove something? Oh, man, I'm hungry. Uh, it's been a while. Um, just me as a person and as a leader, you know, I wasn't able to do that last year because I wasn't on the field. But I can tell you this, what I'm bringing to this team and to this defense is a, being a great leader, man, and being a captain of what I'm supposed to be doing and helping the younger guys be great. Just wondering, uh, is it weird at all to go from the Packers to the Vikings and, and flip sides like that? And it's not weird. Uh, I feel like it's pretty cool, you know, because we can get a chance to play them twice a year. It's gonna be good to see them guys again, man. When I get a chance to meet them on the field, but um, like I said, man, I want to thank them also for blessing me with that opportunity to come in as a free agent and, and be one of the top edge ed rushers in the league. Um, and I've, I've been that, and hopefully here. This season, I can continue my game and continue to be a dominant player. You think they'll be a little bit extra, though, because they actually released you, of course. Yeah, a little bit. Like I said, I want to thank them. But, yeah, man, I can't, <laughs> I can't wait, you know. That's one game that I'm looking forward to, man. But all is well, man. Like I said, they treated me nice, man. They treated me well. And like I said, a big shout-out to the GM there for bringing me in and believing in me as a player. What's it going to be like going against Aaron Rodgers twice a year now? Twice a year? It's going to be fun. You know, I talked to Daniel Hunter um, yesterday, and I told him that I may be coming here and signing. He was like, okay, now we can be one of the best duos in the league. And 
being excited about that, a lot of quarterbacks, they're going to have to fear us. I'm just saying, but it's going to be good at the end because, like I said, we're facing some great teams in the North. But, you know, our main focus right now is to win the North. So to get in and help my teammates complete that, I'm all here for it. What can uh, Mike Smith do for the other edge rushers on the team? Uh, everything. Uh, technique, just keying in on your keys with the man in front of you, um, his weakness, whoever that may be in front of you. Um, just everything, man, as far as in protection, uh, knowing what a back is, just everything about him, man. And he's a workaholic. Um, after practice, he wants us to get extra reps. And, and that's what also made me decide the Minnesota Vikings because he's one of the best coaches I ever had, man. And for me to be back here, here with him is, is big, man. And I'm just excited, man. Have you ever had, like, a, you, you said you talked to Daniil uh, at mm -hmm. least twice now. Yeah. Have you had a discussion about, like, pass rushing techniques and how to get to the quarterback, or is it what, just kind of more service? Uh, we haven't got into that yet, but I think we're supposed to report here on the 11th. Yeah, so we'll get a good chance to talk about it. But I want to get him down there with me to train in Orlando if it's possible. I hope he's watching this. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, we're going to get together for a week and train, and possibly I may go to where he trained at for a week. So, you know, just having that, you know what I'm saying, with the team of bettering each other, you know, that's what I'm about and, and competing each and every day. When it comes to moving all over the field, as you did, um, mm -hmm. is that something that you developed over the years or something that you've always been able to do? You know what? What's so crazy about that, I didn't even know I had that in me. Mike Patton did. He saw it um, before I even saw it. We practiced it a couple times, and I became dominant at it. He, he made situations for me where he could create one-on-ones uh, for me to basically go one-on-one up on the center or up on the guard or the tackle. So... It's big, man, for me to move around like that because I can go now and watch film on each and every guy and pick the weakest link, you know. So I'm just happy, man, that Coach Mike Penn, uh drew that up, man, and for that to be a rover position that I can dominate at if so, if we run that here in uh, Minnesota. Have you heard from anyone on offense who's appreciative that you're here? You know what? I talked to Brian on there. He texted me, man. He texted me. He said, man, I'm glad you're here so I don't have to face you twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. He did text me. Yes, sir. What are your thoughts on Brian on Uh Great guy. Great leader, man. Um, I think I went against him. Was it 2019? Um, it was a big game for us that night. I think that was, what, Christmas Eve, if I'm not mistaken. I think we had won the North that night. But, uh. Great player, man, and he talked about that. He said, I'd rather have you over here practicing against you than playing you on Sunday. So that's another big thing for him. Questions? Hey, just to clarify yes, on the Hunter thing at the Pro Bowl. Mm -hmm. So he signed what, his Vikings jersey? jersey? Yes, sir. Yep. And what, uh, remember, what's the closest you can remember to the exact words being? I was just saying, you never know. Uh, congrats on your success, and hopefully we'll be on the same team one day. And that day has come, you know. So I'm happy and excited to be able to play with a guy like that. Did you give him a jersey then? I didn't have any in the locker room for the Pro Bowl at the time. But, yeah, I for sure get him one now, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Did you uh, come to appreciate the Midwest in uh, Green Bay? I did. Like I said, man, I appreciate every 
appreciate everything about them, man, for just blessing me with that opportunity and get a chance to play with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you know? Um, a lot of great leaders on that football team, man, and a lot of great leaders on that coaching staff. Um, and I'm just happy to have two here now that I can keep, and you know what I'm saying, and they help develop me also. The, you know, the cheese curds. And yeah, the no, 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 not cheese curds. No, 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 sir. <laughs> uh, that is Zadarius Smith. He is Zadarius. And uh, he's wearing purple and gold, and it's weird because I have no idea where we're finding the money. And then you read, like, Green Bay's paying $11 million. I, I don't know. I don't understand. He is in our gridiron gospel yoke, and that's all that matters. Bookending Daniil Hunter. And... um. Quasi Adolfo Mensa, the GM. Quasi uh, speaks at 11 o'clock today. We'll carry that. Also, an interview with a wild defenseman, John Merrill, about 45 minutes from now. And about an hour from now, we close the show with Chris Finch, coach of the Wolves. News du Nord. The fan. We have a Box in the Box radio show tomorrow. And the show will feature Bruce Boudreaux, former coach of the Minnesota Wild, currently the coach of the Vancouver Canucks, uh, the team we play tomorrow evening on KFAN at about 7.08. 10.35 is the time tomorrow for Bruce Boudreaux. And, of course, we'll start the show with Dino, uh, Wild head coach Dean Evason. That's Box in the Box tomorrow from XL Energy Center, but for now. News du Nord brought to you by Canterbury's Car Casino, poker, blackjack, table games, feeling the felt every day, all year round. It's a beautiful feel. CanterburyPark.com for all event details. Of course, live racing, let's say 45-ish days from now, live racing. Mid-May. Mid-May, let's go. Number one. Let's start with the NBA and eventually a tout of the day. The Wolves are hosting the Phoenix Suns this evening. We'll have head coach Chris Finch on to wrap up the show today. Suns are a point and a half favorites. Mm. 236.5 is the total, so we're feeling a shootout vibe. Uh, mm. I said it yesterday, and there was some steam or speculation or possibilities or prayers for Suns fans that were hoping to see Chris Paul back in uh, uniform and on the court, yep. even as early as the season, uh, ain't happening. He'll be on the shelf tonight, but still a very formidable team. Uh, the Wolves, a game back from the Denver Nuggets, who handled the Clippers quite uh, quite well last night. So Denver remains steadfast in that sixth seed. Uh, but this evening, the Howl, uh, pumped for that, right? Devin Booker has scored 95 points in his last three games. Uh-oh. And he, I mean, Devin can pass, and, and Devin can rebound, even though he's a little bit on the small side. Um, not not the greatest three-point shooter in the history of Reggie Miller's game. Holy cow, is he hot right now. And, uh, man, these, uh, these sons, uh, they have won five in a row and seven of the last, seven of the last eight. So they, uh, they're hitting and sticking as, um, as they, approach the end of the season but see this is good times bad times because you you, you want to beat phoenix tonight but you don't want to beat them up because tomorrow evening they're at denver and <laughs> and you you if you beat the suns tonight and we're only point and a half dogs that's a quite the level of respect for the timberwolves quite honestly uh you beat them tonight you cut denver's mojo to a half 
and then the Suns beat the Nuggets at Denver, and then you roll into a tie for that six-piece. Ooh. So uh, these are the good old days of the old association. Hey, can you tell me something real quick? Uh, I was reading this article about Julius Randle. So Julius Randle of the New York Knicks, he was fined 40 k uh, for spewing several explicit uh, words towards a referee. Wow. Uh, that totals $130,000 in fines uh, for last year's most improved player. Uh, he was fined fifty k earlier this month for uh, trying to get after Phoenix forward Cam Johnson, but he made contact with a ref. Yep. And he was docked 25 k in January for profanity in interviews, 15000 in October <laughs> for throwing a ball in the stands. Uh, the Knicks as a team were penalized 25 k for violating league access rules when Randall refused to speak to the media. So Remember uh, assistant coach guy we saw on Twitter? Yes. That like Julius Randall was yelling at somebody and was acting the fool. And this assistant coach just got right up in his face. Trying to show him the laptop with right. how to get better. In fact, I think it was like... I think it was like analytics, statistical equity guy Correct. who probably just came out of uh, Caltech or MIT, <laughs> and he just rolled over there and he showed Julius Randle something where Julius got beat on the baseline and didn't even try, and he, he just kept saying, I am the sky never lies, I am the sky never lies, and Julius w- tried to get at him, and, and uh, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, looked like the Marshawn Lynch lookalike beast mode was in the huddle. <laughs> and he held him back, so Julius is going pear-shaped. Well, the whole team is going pear-shaped, and I don't understand why. As R.J. Barrett has continued to ascend, Randall had... You they know, don't have a point guard. Statistic- well, okay, so maybe that's it. Evan Fournier, that thing, that's old, and yeah. that's near the end. Yeah, they need a point guard. And Derrick Rose is old at the end and hasn't been healthy, but... Emmanuel quickly, the cane. Yeah. I mean, he'll score 30 one night, and then the next two games he'll shoot two for four. 45. Who was it, Obi Toppin that wrote all those Elton John songs? <laughs> <laughs> Always. Uh, but Crocodile Rock guy, Obi Toppin, uh, he's starting to take a chunk out of the league a little bit. He's looked good, uh, at least his last couple. Uh, my last uh, NBA bits, the tout of the day, PA. Didn't yeah. get to it yesterday. I would have gone 2-0 because yeah. I had the Nuggets and I had the Bucks covering, but that does not count. I'm 13-7. and seven. Oh. Uh, Today, it's simple enough, no jaw tonight for the Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, Kyrie Irving is in Ooh. for the... Brooklyn Nets. Like it. And they're one and a half point favorite. So essentially, I'm asking the Nets to go on the road and win a game wow. against a highly touted operation. I understand it. Uh, the Grizzlies haven't been home dogs wow. since January 11th. How about that? So they, uh, they're running well. The Nets are running well right now. Starting to play better at home as well. Beat the Jazz a couple of nights ago. Yeah. Uh, but they're in full, let's move on up the charts of the Eastern Conference mode are the Nets. Uh, my tout of the day is that uh, Kyrie and uh, Durant will handle business. Something's he- up in this game, man. So you're telling me John Morant is not playing. John Morant has been listed as out with okay. a knee. Well, the, the Nets open three and a half point favorites. And the Grizz are is getting all the money. Well, I think it's because Gor- uh, Dragic is out. And Seth Curry is questionable. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it is. But yeah. you, add, you add Irving into the mix. And even if you got to go to the Patty Mills and uh, Cam Thomases of the world, I'm just asking Kyrie and Durant to go win a road game tonight. So yeah. that's my tout of the day. Yeah. And a point and a half, that's not a lot to give uh, when we're talking about those two players. Grizzlies 7-3 and three, uh, against the spread in their last 10 against Brooklyn. Uh, but I don't know how much that included Durant and or Irving. Well, in the last 10 games could be five seasons for all we yeah. know. Yeah, um, yeah, that, um, the, the, I can't argue with you. I ain't betting the Grizzlies. I ain't relying on Brandon Clark without, uh, John Morant. 
uh, to try to uh, try to make me some money. But that point spread move, man, it's a little curious. Now watch Tyus absolutely blow up tonight, like yeah. he has in the stead of yeah. ja a couple times yeah. this year. Desmond Bain is the one um, about Ooh. which to worry. And he's a nice player. That's a hell of a player, man. Twenty rebound game for uh, for Stephen Adams. Doesn't matter. I'm not in the LFL playoffs. Uh, how about Malik Willis? His stock continues to grow. He worked out yesterday, 70 scripted throws. The Liberty Kid was inspiring oohs and ahs mm-hmm. over a 65-yard off-balance bomb during his pro day in shorts. Uh, he had dinner with Mike Tomlin on Monday night, day before the uh, the workout as well. Steelers need a QB. Uh, any vibe or just when you picture how Malik Willis and these quarterbacks in general were talked about at the combine on and off the mic yep. to now where we are, it's almost like we can't help ourselves. It's like, you know, this is the worst draft since EJ Manuel was drafted by the Bills. Mid-draft never turned out. It was terrible. To all of a sudden now, it's could somebody trade up to fifth overall to right. take Malik Willis? Like every year that steam grows yep. and it's happening again. And Malik is certainly making a lot of friends as he approaches the NFL draft. My my um, combine-related intel involving Malik is is there is a skill set that works in the NFL, uh, but there are some other facets of diagnosing plays and. And it just, I heard a lot about him, uh, a lot of the same things that I heard about uh, the Eagles quarterback. Um, Jalen oh, uh, Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah and, and Jalen's okay. I mean, he's getting better. Uh, but, you know. The, I think Malik Willis is a much better passer than Jalen yeah, was. We'll, we'll find out. Jalen's very smart. Jalen's a very, very smart young man. Yeah, yeah. Who diagnoses things beautifully at the line and can absorb a lot. And not not um, not everybody's wired that way, so we'll just leave it at that. Uh, the twelve spot, the twelve spot could be a Malik Willis spot. Ooh. And I ain't kidding you, man. I mean, if Pittsburgh wants to get up and get Malik Willis, come on up to the twelve. And and if you don't want to give your first round pick this year, which we probably would need, I want Pittsburgh's first next year. And I want to amass. See what um, we'll see what Quasi has to say here in twelve minutes, but. Being over at the facility yesterday and looking or learning more about the way some of these deals are structured and everything is Quasi. If the team is good to really good this year, that uh, that's a bonus. But things are being structured and done for the next two or three years at least. Um, and just the way some things were explained to me were 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 very eye opening and and made a lot of sense. Zadarius Smith is the newest piece in that in that proverbial puzzle, but. You know, obviously, it would be preferred to have a first-round pick. But getting multiple first-round picks in next year's draft to package those and whatever else to get up and get, from what I understand, one of three quarterbacks. Um, I mean, potential generational talent quarterback-wise in next year's draft. Okay. If uh, Tomlin um, wants to come on up and get that 12, I mean, we like the 20, but if you don't want to give the 20, uh, but we get the first next year, and then we like load up on twos and threes so that you can move up next year, uh, that's definitely on my radar. I dig that. Uh, To the NHL, you mentioned it when you were calling the game on Monday night because you did all the prep work. You're in it. You're on it. Voxing for the Minnesota Wild. You mentioned on the, the trade deadline day that the Vegas Golden Knights and Anaheim Ducks had consummated a trade. Yeah. And that included Evgeny Dodonov. But the problem is, is this trade may have violated Dodonov's no-trade clause. Wow. And so there's a complete L taking place. What a flim-flam. Uh, Knights traded uh, Dodonov, a uh, 33-year-old winger, 27 points in 62 games for Vegas this year. They traded him to the Ducks uh, with a conditional pick uh, for a defenseman 
and the contract of Ryan Kessler. So everything's good. But hours after the trade, Vegas said it had become aware of an issue with respect to the trade. We have been consulting with the league office. The issue surrounds a limited no-trade clause to Donoff had in his contract, which he signed in 2020 with <laughs> how, the Ottawa Senators. How the hell is that not figured out or known when it happens? I don't understand. It's, it says his contract indicates he can't be traded without first submitting a 10-team no-trade list. Mm-hmm. So that is the crux of the issue. Did it get stuck in the fax machine? Was the email deleted? And they needed his pop on offense on Monday night badly. Big time. Sportsnet re- uh, reported that the list for the 21-22 season had to be submitted by last July. Nice. Dodonov, quote, believes it was. <laughs> well, the Golden Knights traded for him. A source said there was no mention of the trade protection on the call with the Senators and the NHL. Therefore, it was not acknowledged. When Vegas completed the trade with Anaheim on Monday either. Mm. Trade's now in dispute. Players Association up in arms. And uh, there we go. So looking for a salary dump. But as of now, they cannot do so. Interesting situation. And and what's also interesting is the Wilds trade for Marc-Andre Fleury. And, you know, Fleury with uh, blue liners for the Chicago Blackhawks. That's, let's just say, are not making a spry young Duncan Keith blush. So Flurry was put in some very compromising spots with the Blackhawks. Now the fans going to the game tomorrow night, knowing in the state of hockey because they're elite hockey minds, that HOF Flower Cred is on our team. Yeah. So they're probably going to want to see him play. And quite honestly, I would bet Mark Andre Flurry is the goaltender tomorrow night. But man, I can't wait to sit down with with Dino. Start the show with Dino tomorrow. Dean Evison. I just don't see how you can sit Cam Talbot. Yeah, I mean, it's you can uh, Garen said after the trade, both goalies are going to play extensively. And he said that on the fan the other evening when Tom and I had him on early second period. But Talbot is seeing things so clearly and the gelling with the way they have the blue liner set has gotten so good. And I think uh, Middleton, the former Shark, may get an opportunity tomorrow night. Can't figure out if it would be in the stead of Kulikov or Goligoski, but uh, we will figure that out. And the way Talbot, I mean, Talbot with that six in a row for Dino, I don't see how, how you sit him. He's not tired. He's sharp. We're winning games. Everything is gelling with the blue liners. But HOF Flower is behind him pining to play. It's I, mean, I think it's a tough situation. Oh, it's an, well, it's a great situation, right? It's good good trouble to have yep. when you get to pick we'll between uh, a hot Talbot and a Hall of Famer in, uh, mm-hmm. in Marc-Andre Fleury. Last thing for you. Uh, Major League Baseball found this Bob Nightingale Yahoo. Uh, he's reporting that the Major League Baseball, it sounded like it's part of the agreement that the ghost runner bit, extra innings, guy starts on second base thing, that that was going to go away. Uh, it is not. Uh, it's uh, gotten a lot of support from managers and GMs. It's a little gimmicky for me, but that's all good. Trying Same. to end games quick, quicker, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the games are too long regardless of that rule. Uh, they also are implementing, which I do like, the Shohei Otani rule. And what that means is that if the starting pitcher, uh, of course, is pulling out, being pulled from the game, he's also hitting, of course, and but in this case, it's an, an American League game. Yep. So he gets the hit. When he is pulled as a pitcher, he's able to remain in the game as a DH. Wow. So Shohei Otani will be able to hit, essentially, yep. for full games, even if he goes five and a third. 
Uh, and they are also uh, moving back to traditional nine-inning doubleheaders. So Good. fans aren't getting screwed yeah. uh, when they pay for nine and only get seven. I have intel. Sweet. Uh, the flower, Marc-Andre Fleury, is still moving with his family and is not at practice today. So said flower is, let's just put it this way, very, very doubtful to play tomorrow. Wow. Which I think is serendipity because it, you know, Tal- Talbot has to be bugged. He's hot and they traded for a goalie. But he, he gets it. He's been traded. He ain't going to say it. And it's the flower. But, you know, it's a, it's it's a young Cameron. It uh, looks like he'll certainly get the opportunity tomorrow night. If Talbot had gotten lit up on Monday... Flurry is not moving with his family today. No, let's put he it is if, in practice if, and play tomorrow. With, with no Dodonoff and down Riley Smith, Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone, Alec Martinez at all, if Talbot gets lit up and three of them are bad, AAA Movers is at Mark Flurry's house at midnight Monday, <laughs> and he's already moved in somewhere in Woodbury or Edina. It seems yeah. like the only two are Afton. He's in his sport court right now. Oh, he and then he's at if the skate is at ten, then he's there at eight thirty, <laughs> uh, out there taking foam pucks with like uh, with with no pads or or no gear or anything to get ready. But uh, don't kill the messenger. Those of you going to the game tomorrow night looking for the flower, he uh, we believe is doubtful. Thanks for the help, too, Mr. Mole. Eric Nordquist, News Du Nord, and I'm Paul Allen. A Quasi press conference from the facility is next on KFAN. <laughs>